Jacob, I'm so happy that you could come. Yeah, I came all the way from California to Chicago to, to go to your slumber party, which, by the way, it's a terrible time for a slumber party. I know, I know. It's like a foot of snow out there. But, hey, I shoveled before you got here, so. No, not that reason. What What do you mean? Uh, you've been tested, right? Yeah, have you? I hope so. In more ways than one, buddy. In more <laughs> ways than one. <laughs> All right, well, come on in. Uh, you can put your shoes over there. and uh, What the heck are all these pillows? Oh, they're uh, for your own comfort. You know, No, but you have it. like 100 pillows in here. I know. Is there something wrong with that? I mean, you could do a lot of stuff with pillows. Wait, what does that mean? Well, it means it's time for sports you've never heard of. Radio DePaul Sports. The student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. This is Sports You've Never Heard Of. I'm Jacob Ellis. And I'm Trenton Cito. And we have some very special guests arriving today, don't we, Jacob? I think I hear them at the door. Why don't we welcome them in? All right, here we go. Our special guests today are Justina Lepa and Abbas Dahadwala, and they're both here at the same time. Hello there. Who would have thought? How y'all doing? Trenton, how you doing? It's great to be here. Even though we probably shouldn't, but you know, it is, it is. You know, I can't resist a good, good pillow. That's exactly why we're all here. And by here, of course, we mean my beautiful virtual home here. As you can see, it's got many hot tubs, a swimming pool in the back, a whole golf course. I'm a bit creeped out by the portrait of Fidel Castro, but you know what? If that's your personal taste, <laughs> you, you can you can make yourself at home in in any of the hundred rooms that I have in this wonderful virtual mansion. I've been having this problem where I keep getting these bags of pistachios. See, audience, they can't see this. Well, it's like a pound bag of pistachios, and then like out of the pound bag, like ten of the pistachios just aren't cracked open enough where you can get them. So now I have to figure out how to open up these pistachios. And this has been a repeated problem for a long time where I have these uncracked, not totally cracked pistachios. And it hurts, Trenton. It hurts a lot. So what I've been doing is I put them on the table and I just get a big book and I whack them. But then I make loud noises. So what's another way I can open up these pistachios? I don't know. Maybe ask my bird to open them because she'll do her best. She won't be successful, but she'll do her best. What she might be as loud as the book, but she's not as effective as the book. What kind of bird is it? It's a peach-faced lovebird. I don't know what that means but okay they're they have they're tiny they're a little bit bigger than a parakeet they're usually green with blue tails and a rosy peachy face mine happens to have like an orangey peachy face a yellow body and like a gray blue tail so yeah they're pretty cute you bored talk she can't talk she just screams constantly she doesn't sing like maybe cockatiels or some other birds might sing she just screams all the time I still have many questions. Another question. Do you just keep it in the cage or does the board? No, she, also... we let her out. She likes to, she flies around the house. She doesn't like to hang out with me unless I'm the only person in the house. Cause she like, she's attached to my, my dad of all people for some reason, even though he's like the least interested in her. <laughs> so she likes my dad a lot. So she'll hang out with my dad, but yeah, we'll let her out. She'll fly around the house. She'll, uh, uh, she's learned not to fly into the, the moving fans. Um, so that's always fun. She's fine. She's good. 
She'll take showers from the sink um, and has a strange fascination for chicken. And you can That's... see the irony in that. Wait, you feed your board chicken? <laughs> She'll eat a little. If we're eating food, she will eat a little bit of it, but she won't eat a lot. I don't feed her chicken. She just takes the chicken when she wants to take it. I think your bird should be arrested immediately. <laughs> for manslaughter or bird slaughter and <laughs> cannibalism <laughs> it's not well if it was the same if it was a lovebird it would be cannibalism but i think it's fine because it's not cannibalism. So this would be like a human stuff. eating a chimpanzee basically it's not the I same st- thing which it's is weird. still i think frowned upon it's, st- <laughs> it's still weird but <laughs> not cannibalistic it still calls for you know jail time maybe <laughs> yeah i mean she's got time. she's got her own time out you know she's got her cage it's basically a jail cell so she she'll have to think about her crimes for right. sure she's had a lot of time to think about her crimes i don't know uh, every, every she doesn't change but she has a lot of time to think so man the prison system just doesn't work we gotta do more on rehabilitation yeah we can't just lock away people for uh years on end it doesn't work you're totally right jacob We'll give you both solitary confinement. That, but I think this bird needs some some serious attention. <laughs> well, the thing is, uh, she also likes eggs. Mind. Like she likes eggs. The, the so thing is, killing babies. <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, this is relatively okay because they make like egg mixtures for like as snacks for your birds to, to feed your birds. They make like you know like. You know, I can't relate to any other animal because I haven't really had dogs or cats, but... So it's just humans promoting bird-on-bird cannibalism? (laughs) Yeah, wait. Humans (laughs) doing this? Yes. That's even worse because now we have to arrest not only your bird, but the manufacturers of those egg things. And while your bird will probably get life, probably give the manufacturers maybe like three to four days, a $200 fine. Yeah, because, you know, they'll get out of it with their lawyers. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The bird doesn't have one, and unfortunately, birds are disqualified, I believe. From uh, having board. a lawyer from being represented in court. Yeah, that's totally right. What kind of bird would make the best loyal? Would it be <laughs> pinwins because they're already dressed up, it looks like? The little tuxes? Yeah. Um, Maybe an ostrich because it'd just be, like, intimidating. It's got to be whichever bird repeats what you're saying to you. Oh, the, that's yeah. Like the most, Cockatoos, you know, the macaws make there was a bird that was brought in as a witness for a court case I because it witnessed that. the murder of somebody in the home and it kept repeating the name or like the address or the name of the person and it ended up being brought in as a witness and convicted no it was something criminal. like don't shoot me jerry yeah or something like that something like yeah i can't remember exactly look it up you know the internet's there but it was that's wild my bird unfortunately would not be able to vouch for me <laughs> on the witness stand <laughs> So I guess I'm out of luck there. Yeah, imagine you have a pet, a parrot, and, the, and you love this parrot for years and years, and the parrot snitches on you. <laughs> and you go to jail for the rest of your life because your parrot couldn't keep its mouth shut. And, you know, once again, uh, sorry for, um, you know, getting us off on a tangent. Uh, I know it's my thing, but I thought um, talking a little bit about bird justice and the bird justice system was, um, was necessary. They should uh, have a better justice system. See, she has she has something to say about it. You heard her. Unless you didn't hear her. I, I didn't hear it. She was. Wow. Zoom's <laughs> this uh, virtual mansion's noise suppression is actually very good. 
anyway, she was screaming. She wanted, she did hear our conversation. She wanted to provide her input, but she's over there and the door's closed. So, so well. I feel like I had another bird question, but I've forgotten it. You know, birds have feathers. You know what also has feathers? Pillows. Oh, yes. And there are a lot of them in this virtual mansion here, as, as Jacob pointed out earlier. Do you guys want to have a pillow fight? Let's do it. Wait, 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 wait. We got to establish which type of pillow fighting rules are we going to follow? That's right. Rules? There are different types of pillow fights? Yes, a boss. There are you're many telling, types. You're telling me you don't have a free-for-all pillow fight anytime you have a slumber party? Look, you're telling me you have rules? You ruin the fun? Look, yep. I'm known to be a, a performer. So, you know, I've gotten to the big stage, but I didn't know there were, you know, different rules and different types. I just play, you know, basic pillow fights. I'm like the Lillard of, of pillow fighting. Well, that's minor league pillow fighting. You got to get to the big leagues where there's different disciplines. All right, I'm ready to learn. All right, I'm willing. <laughs> okay. Uh, Trent, what's the first type of pillow fighting? All right. So the first type of pillow related fighting that we're going to look at are pillow flash mobs in which people randomly show up and instead of doing something I like guess, a song or a dance, yeah. like a normal flash mob. Right. Instead, they just run in with pillows and start whacking each other in the public. Just imagine you're in a crowded train station or send people bring out pillows and start whacking each other. <laughs> the thing is, this has to be like organized because like you can do like a flat dance flash mob without needing any prior preparation. But like people need to get these pillows from. Somewhere. Oh, yeah. They like disguise the pillows as like rocks and stuff. And then they like pull them out or they put them in bags so it looks like you have a shopping bag and you pull out a pillow <laughs> i i i am debating whether i'd want to be caught in one of those because that sounds simultaneously the most terrifying thing in existence but also the most fun thing in existence well what if they just c- clock someone who wasn't expecting it and like the <laughs> exactly. first person you hit <laughs> i just picture like any like random tv show like battle like a sword fight or something like just like a full out random stuff is going on like i can 100 percent see like somebody hid like a bat inside like a wooden bat inside a pillow or something like the scope for breaking rules is is insane yeah i have not heard of what we've researched i haven't seen anybody of someone decided i'm gonna put a bat in my pillow so i have free reign to like hit people with a bat but i guess that would be a strategy um, the largest one that took place was in March 22nd, 2008, when 25 cities around the globe did it simultaneously, did an international pillow fight flash mob. And the largest of any of them was the one in New York City, where 5,000 people just, just snuck in pillows and started attacking each other. It wasn't, you're telling me Chicago wasn't the biggest one? Unbelievable. No, Chicago was part of it, but Chicago was not the biggest one. It was New That's York. That's fair. New York is the biggest city in the, the US. biggest any type of pillow fight. So not one where they're trying to hide it, but one where it's actually just in one place was in May 2008 at an evangelical Christian concert in Minneapolis, Minnesota, where 7,861 people started hitting each other with pillows. It was sponsored by My Pillow that pillow company that's owned by the weird trump supporter dude that's a, that's a tough look that's a tough <laughs> look and i'm also not surprised at all 
that like my pillow would host something like that and it's evangelical it's like i, I an evangelical <laughs> christian consort <laughs> i mean the only way to put fun into it is is if you have a pillow fight i mean how many people are going to an evangelical christian concert just for apparently, the fun of it well i don't know if they announced beforehand but apparently 7800 people went to a evangelical christian concert i what do you know if it was like in tandem with the concert like did the concert know about this i don't i just like the my pillow guys like here's some pillows and they started I feel like that would make other. sense yeah that was that's wild out of all things that it could have been not like a metal concert not like maybe the metal fans imagine like metal like yeah they would probably pull out yeah maybe maybe it was the right choice to have it at a evangelical christian concert because maybe they they need to get that little extra out of their life I think they would well, get bullied else. on Twitter a bit too much if they tried doing that at a non-evangelical <laughs> concert. Like <laughs> they didn't want anybody to notice <laughs> that eight thousand people are just going all out hitting each other with my pillows, <laughs> and that should tell you the quality of my pillow, I guess. Right? What is a my pillow? It's just a pillow brand, or is it there like a special type of pillow? I never I understood this. How how do you make so much money off just pillows? You know that guy on the infomercials that always talks about how good his pillow is? That's my pillow. Oh, okay. That one. I don't guy. know. I got I've seen the snuggy ones. You ever get a snuggy where it's like the like blanket robe thing? <laughs> I've seen those, yeah. My grandmother, because she used to work at University of California, she has like a Cal University of California one that they gave out and I'm like, and I wore it and I'm like, oh my gosh, Snuggies are really comfortable. That actually should have taken off so much more than it did. Everyone, it should have replaced pajamas. Even Is though that not what weird. robes are? Just get a robe. No, they're like pajama material robe. So it's like really soft. I guess. I don't I know, know how to like, describe it. I know, I get their backwards robes too because like you wear them on the front. Yeah, like a medical gown. Mm-hmm. JK, okay, you but should have brought it with you to the slumber party. Probably should have. I know, right? That's like the that that should be like a a prerequisite, right? I don't know. He overlooked the fact that it's like six degrees in Chicago right now. Yeah, Jacob, why'd you come in shorts, dude? Just chilling. In <laughs> <laughs> literally, I literally have friends here in California who don't own pants. They don't own a pair of pants. <laughs> They used to have dress pants in high school, but now I was like, do you have those pants? Because they used to say, this is my only pair of pants. And they were like, nope, don't own any more pants now. I don't know what they do if they need to like look nice. They just wear shorts and like nice looking shorts. Hackies? I don't know. I don't know. Tuxedo shorts. That should be an idea. Trenton, write that down. Write it down. All right. <laughs> While he's writing it down, I'll talk about the next type of pillow fighting. Mizoram pillow fighting is from, I don't know if I'm saying Mizoram right. That's the region in India it's from. And it's sort of where, like, it's two players and they're on, like, a balance beam type thing. They're sort of sitting on. So, like, the balance beam is in between the legs. And then they just hit each other with the pillows until one of them falls off the balance beam. And that's the sport. Any questions? It's like a very, it's like a varied version of like American Ninja Warrior or like that one show where you have to fit through the moving walls and like fit through the shapes. And I cannot remember the name of it, but it's kind of like that. But I feel like just 
not wet and more pillowy. Are you you're not thinking of wipeout, are you? Probably. Does no, wipeout have the thing where you go through the shapes in the walls that come towards you and then knock you into the water? I don't think that's wipeout. I'm not sure either. Um, I'm, just, I'm just picturing that like carnival game where you're like standing on that little like tiny little platform uh, and then you have to like you have like one of those bat things and you have to hit the other person off. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's exactly like that with pillows. That's exactly what it is. Right? And you're sitting on it. Yeah. Right. I feel like they could make it really challenging if they also add like one of the you know how like on that game there's like that thing that moves around and tries to hit you off even while the other person is hitting you off. What kind of carnivals have you been to? <laughs> because I don't know. You know, the, the, you know, it's like you're just standing on a platform. You have to hit the other person off the platform. It's I like know that. I don't know how there's something that's trying to hit you. I, I think I'm just too traumatized version. by like the ladder carnival games because the you know they're designed for you to lose. So that's the only one I think about when it comes to like carnival things. I guess um that does make sense though. That does sound like Miseram. The carnival I mean, equivalent of always, It was always at like our religious center, and I'm a little sus on those um the like the actual like blow up things that they get those like like the floats or whatever. Um, never trusted those. I was way too scared to like really buy in, but uh yeah, there were some very interesting ones. But yeah, that's exactly what I'm picturing with this. I I don't know how. Like, you'd be able to hit somebody off a platform with a pillow, though. It's like a <laughs> long, strong pillow. I don't really okay. know how to describe it more than that. If you just hit them hard enough, they'll fall. Yeah, yeah it's a strong pillow. Like one of those, like, soft, like, hotel ones, you're going to be there <laughs> all day till somebody just decides to stand to, like, you know, get off. Well, like, what would even be the strategy of in a regular pillow fight using that? I guess if you want to smother someone, it's the best pillow. But... Other than that, I really don't think you would ever want to use that kind, like the really soft hotel ones. So you, I, I can imagine people getting denser and denser pillows to like try and increase their strategies when it comes to pillow fighting. So at one point, you'll just have like a really dense pillow that's basically a rock and you'll just be throwing it at people. And that's what I imagine the strategy is going to go into. Like that's the meta game that's going to happen. You're just going to get really dense pillows and then everyone's going to get knocked out by the end of it. And it's going to turn into like pillow boxing. <laughs> or like, even like if, if you want to, like, depending on what the rules are, is it like who falls off first or who hits the ground? Because if it's like who hits the ground, then you might as well just hold the pillow like this or like right in front of you, sorry, and just dive and like throw them off the platform. And just I think you got to be on the platform. You still got to be on it and they fall off. Okay, if you okay. both fall off, then it's just like disqualification or no point. Okay. All right. All right. What if you could just really get a good like legs on it and just hold on? Then you could hit them, but you can still be hanging on it to it. If you could just make sure they fall off. Okay. All right. Have has anyone been doing their leg days as of recently? Get ready for doing any days recently. For Trenton's Miseram pillow fighting contest that he's got set up in the other room. Well, there's still another type of pillow fighting that we haven't talked about. Uh, Makura Nage, I think is what it is. I don't know. Nage? Makura Nage? Makura Nage is a Japanese version where they throw pillows at each other. Instead of just hitting you with it while holding it, you throw the pillows. All right. So that's like... The children's version of it is like a, I guess, a classic childhood game 
that they'd play. But then starting in 2013, a bunch of high schoolers were like, hey, this was fun as kids. Let's turn it into a sport for adults. So in the small fishing town of Ito, south of Tokyo, that's where they began to hold the National Pillow Fighting Tournament. And they turned it into a game where it's played in two-minute sets. Basically, it's dodgeball. It's literally dodgeball. The pillows are especially manufactured so that it adheres to size and weight regulations. And instead of being stuffed with feathers, it's stuffed with latex to achieve a certain heft and bounce to each pillow. Wait, so it's pillows, but they're filled with latex. Yeah. So when does it just become a ball? It <laughs> it, it basically is, um, but just like in the in the shape of a pillow. Uh, so the way it starts is that at the beginning of the match, all of the players are lying asleep in futons. And then (laughs) once the referee blows the whistle, everybody scrambles out of their futons as fast as possible and runs towards the center of the court where all of the pillows are lined up basically like dodgeball. And so once they pick up those, those pillows, then they can go in and, chuck them at the other team but the the different thing here compared to dodgeball is that one person on each team can bring their blanket with them from their futon and use as a shield wall against the other team that's a great idea that should have been a regular dodgeball (laughs) that's so much strategy i'm watching the video now and it's it's so funny it's literally okay so they're not balls they're just like heavy heavy rectangles it looks like but oh my god the guy whoever's holding the blanket must be having a rad time they're just hanging out they're just they're just there it's so good it's it's like they're doing jumping jacks while holding the shield wall and just like you know bobbing (laughs) and weaving along the front lines of the the battlefield um and basically the goal of this game is that there's somebody on the opponent's side that's designated their king they they made it so that it's kind of like chess. And basically, once you hit the opponent's king with a pillow, then you win. Um, and everybody else that you hit with a pillow is out, but they don't really count, so they're just like extra or, or whatnot. Um, and the, the tournament is open to all ages. So at, at the time of this article, the youngest in the tournament was nine years old and the oldest in the tournament was 75 years old. So, uh, <laughs> you know, there's just a 75 year old who's either out there holding a blanket in front of an oncoming onslaught of pillows, or he's the cannon arm on the team and he's taking out just kids on nine the side with pillows. He's bait. What's also yeah. funny is they don't like because they also can't throw it like a ball, and they just sort of throw it frisbee where they're trying to get like spin on it and like sideways. <laughs> they're I also dressed in like very... sleep robes too, and it's because so well, they were just sleeping and then they woke up to play this. Yeah, exactly. I, I feel like this could be a really good like amateur movie too, like just based off like literally dodgeball, except with this as the sport. I think it could be. This is such. It's honestly the video is actually really, really funny. The film, I should say, the tape. Yeah. I was studying the tape. This is a work of art. Uh, Since we're trying to like, you know, since I'm trying to be all rated for sportsy, um, I was watching the film, watching the tape, analyzing the game, uh, and I gotta say, it it was really good. I I think the 
the people holding up the blanket really like that. That's this is a really good defensive <laughs> tactic. <laughs> and like, you know, they're going to be like, you know, they're going to have to get the awards like defensive player of the year because that 100% needs to be a thing for whoever's better at that. Preferably, you know, like seven feet tall, that massive wingspan. <laughs> so I, I like this. I like this version a lot. Very creative. Yeah, I'm wondering, imagine if you used, because now there's those new weighted blankets that people get with the really heavy blankets. If you use that for this, one, it would probably get tiring to hold it up. But two, then you would really have support because it wouldn't like get through. You would just stop every single one. I appreciate how there's like helpers supporting the team in the background. They're almost like cheerleaders, but they actually serve a purpose is what they do is they bring the pillows that get thrown past the court and they'll bring it back onto their team's side. So I'm really rooting for the the supporting characters in this match. <laughs> like they're they're doing really great. I think if we have best defensemen, we gotta have we gotta give props to the best supporting characters in this too. Absolutely. They're they're I mean they're like the coaching staff, honestly. They're honestly like the, they're just assisting in game. And it also, like, opens up another avenue. Can the supporting people start fighting each other? <laughs> like, if you're going for yeah. a pillow that the other team is also going for, can that person just take another pillow and smack you in the face and steal your pillow, too? Then you have full just chaos. We need, to, we need to establish this in the United States because I would play this. This sounds amazing. I also just watched this and someone who got hit, so they were out, they just then went back into a blanket and went back to sleep. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, now it's back to sleep time. They yeah, they're knocked out. They gotta go to bed. They gotta sleep off the, the headache that they got from those <laughs> latex-filled pillows. Okay, so we've talked about every kind of pillow fighting here of these variations. I guess now we just gotta think about what are the strategies you're using in pillow fighting? So what kind of pillow are you guys taking for this pillow fight? Not for necessarily the Japanese one, for just a normal pillow fight. Or you can talk for each one, what type of pillow would you want? But like for a normal pillow fight, just any rules, what are you grabbing? Um, I, I think it depends on who I'm fighting with. And what I have available to me, because of course, not everything is available at, the, at all times. But since we're in Trenton's humble abode where he has all of the pillows available to us, I think versing you guys, I would pick something that is light yet sturdy enough to inflict some sort of damage upon the individual that I am hitting against. Because I am relatively small and not as strong as maybe some of you guys. So I'd like to favor speed over anything, and i just like to overwhelm my opponent with a flurry of blows, and then they wouldn't know what, what hit them, and then I'll, I'll ram them or something with another bigger pillow that I stole from the couch or, or whatnot. <laughs> they, they'll, they don't know what's coming, and Very I'll nice. have to set that up, though. I like it, using, using your environment to your advantage. Just <laughs> grabbing a pillow randomly from the couch and being like, ah, surprise. And, and well, if you honestly, can use that's like... the most important factor here. You got to know your environment, know, know your areas, know where you are on the court, if you want to say, which is, I guess, the house. Uh, so, like, where can you go? Where can you not go? Where are you going to find which pillow? You know, it, it, it's a bunch of stuff you have to take into, we have to take into consideration. So, honestly, I don't know how I would 
how I'd approach this. I guess it depends. Like, are there more people or is it just four? Um, and I guess it depends on like the type of pillow. I'd like to have fun with it, honestly, and take like the stupidly shaped ones, like the, the duck pillow over there. I think that'd be a funny <laughs> one, especially for like the highlight reel. Like say Jacob's coming around the corner. He doesn't see me. I'm hiding and I smack him in the face with the duck pillow. That's got to be extra points, right? Like that's going to be on fourth center. And I'm here for the highlights, all right? I'm here for the highlights. So the duck pillow, maybe there's like a giant porg lying around or something. I don't know. Whatever I can do, I'll do it. I just want to be on that highlight reel. And I don't want to be, you know, at, at the expense of the highlight reel. Like I don't want to walk around and Trenton's hiding on the ceiling. And he just Cause, flies yeah, because he can walk on walls. We forgot. We <laughs> yeah. forget about that. Hey, it's like it's, I, my, I can, it's my mansion. Trenton, like his feet on the chandelier, and he just swings down as I'm walking around, you know, unawares, not looking up, not looking to the skies, and just one big hit in the face with a pillow. It'll be really humiliating. So I got. I want really avoid yeah. that. I want one of those really like. We would side story. So my dad had a pillow, but one of our cats kept wanting to sleep on the pillow. So we'd, the cat would push him off in the night. So my dad wouldn't have a pillow sleeping. So he bought a giant pillow that's about my arm's length. So the cat has room to sleep and he has room for his head. <laughs> I don't know what my mom does, but anyway. So I want one of those really long pillows because it's not that sturdy, but I feel like just the way I could fling it I could hit them and it sort of goes around their neck and then I just grab them and go, wow. It's like a pillow nunchuck. <laughs> yes, exactly. And that's a huge pillow. And I just feel like if no one else is as long of a pillow as I do, that's a huge boost in my uh, abilities. So Trenton, <laughs> what kind of pillow are you grabbing? I see. Well, um, since Abbas mentioned that I'd be swinging down from the ceiling on something, I had the thought that I would be taking the, basically, I guess, the Miley Cyrus tactic in which I have a giant wrecking ball hanging from the ceiling, but instead of a wrecking ball, it's a giant pillow shaped like a wrecking ball. And so I'm <laughs> sitting on that and that swings down from the ceiling as I'm, I'm hurdling towards a boss. And uh, first I hit him with the, the wrecking ball pillow and then I leap off of him and kind of like, Luke Skywalker, but instead I'm wearing a backpack and I have a baby Yoda little plushie that's chilling in there, giving me giving me some morale boost. And uh, yeah, I'll have I, I think I want to go with a very large, very light, very puffy pillow so that, you know, if I get smacked by somebody, then, you know, it can absorb that instead of like a denser pillow, then it'll it won't absorb it. It would just go right into my arm or shoulder. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a very fragile person and I might break. All right. And I have a question for you guys. What? All right. You remember last year, like two years ago at DePaul downtown, I'm sure you've seen it. Cause you guys are, we're in the sports studio. They would have this display when you walked into the Barnes and Noble, where it was just like a big tower of avocado plushes. Oh my there god! Was, there was one giant one that was like two hundred fifty dollars, <laughs> and it was it was like four feet tall, 
and like three feet wide and it was absolutely enormous so what would you guys say what you would do with that pillow if you had the opportunity to use it would you use it at all would you put it up as a prize for the winner of the pillow contest what would you do i feel like that wouldn't i just can't imagine actually using that effectively because it's too big i'm pretty sure that was sort of soft i didn't touch it but i'm pretty sure based on how it looked it wasn't that dense it's relatively firm here i have a mini one i can show you so you guys keep going on i'll acquire the mini one honestly i feel like this this one goes back to like the trenton from the ceiling strategy where it's like or if you're on like a balcony overlooking like the family room or the sitting room or whatever if you time it right with the really big one you could literally just toss it down and that would be a knockout blow that would be like a game winning move so so you just come from the ceiling on a flying giant avocado and you just smack him no you just drop it oh okay (laughs) you just drop it like um I don't know if y'all are like Lord of the Rings fans, but in the second one, when they're on the wall, they're just tossing rocks on people's heads. That's literally, that's all you got to do, except you got to do it in a way where the person is unsuspecting, doesn't see anything, and just happens to walk right by. I guess you have to time it properly. You got to figure out how much force you want to put on it. But I think that would be a, that'd be very good. So the, the, the Ewoks versus Stormtroopers strategy you're referring to here. All right. Absolutely. What if you get Absolutely. two giant long pillows and just come from the sides like if that? <laughs> now like, I'm thinking like Ewoks the, are probably like the, good at this. Like yeah, the like the logs in Home Alone. <laughs> See, I think the uh, like avocado the avocados come in multiple sizes, so I think you can utilize them differently depending on the situation. Like these could be used as dodgeballs. You have slightly bigger ones that can be used as like actual pillows to like hit people with but the big ones i agree i think they're more for looks and i think you get extra points if you can utilize them but i think they would be more effective as a wrecking ball tactic for trenton's strategy that he's got going on well if i'm going to use them as a dodge i'm going to use throw pillows as dodgeball because they're literally called throw pillows this must be the reason they were created (laughs) so you could win at a pillow fight by throwing those what about throw blankets well, can we use blankets in a pillow fight? That I mean, you can like... in Japan. Well, in Japan, but that's for protection. That's different. If we're going to, like, throw blankets, then what else can we throw? Is, is... Then it gets increasingly worse, because then you can throw, like, stuffed animals or something. Yeah, or mattress. Just, just time it right, and honestly, when I say killing blow, literally a killing blow with a mattress, if you want, or, or like, a box spring... So I don't know about blankets, because you could do, I mean, Jacob, you brought up the weighted blankets earlier. You could probably hurt somebody pretty badly with a weighted blanket. I think they would be banned. I think they would be under the banned list. They would definitely be a list of items that are banned when it comes to, like, modifications or or certain brands of, of pillow and sleeping materials, so... Weighted blankets would definitely be under the banned list no, for pillow fighting. My pillow, of course, banned because <laughs> you know for obvious reasons. Yeah, they can't get the next largest flash mob. You know, we we have to give the opportunity to other pillow brands. We can't give it to them. Probably number one on that banned list is that you may have pillows that are disguised as rocks, but you may not have rocks that are disguised as pillows. <laughs> Good idea. I have a really good pillow to show. 
but my cat is currently sleeping on it. Do I wake up my cat or do I show the pillow? I'm or do I let my cat sleep? You can pick up your cat in the pillow. Okay, let's try that. Show us your cat, <laughs> then the pillow. Uh, Great so you see, it's a Las Vegas poker chip. Oh, my cat like it. So it's a Las Vegas poker chip, but it's a pillow. So I feel like this is a good like throw it. one because it's perfectly round and you could really throw it like a frisbee. That's like the end is Captain America shield too. That's another oh, knockout blow. So I don't know. Okay, cat, you can go back to sleep. Speaking of sleeping, once you're done with the pillow fight, you need to retreat to your pillow fort. But what kind of pillow fort are you going to build? Trenton, what was the biggest big, biggest pillow fort of all time? Well, according to Guinness World Records, the largest pillow fort ever was 625.8 square meters. Meters squared? Squared meters? Meters squared? I'm sorry. I don't know. It's in, it's in metric system, so it's all French. Yes, yes, we don't understand this. It's um, 6,736 square feet. Oh, all right. That's uh, What's that in football fields? <laughs> something that the sports people can understand. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, yes, math conversions. It's like that time that I, that I figured out weight in cups of mashed potatoes it was during our football football fields 22 (laughs) it's 22 football fields that's how big it was okay that is that's massive how how do you get that many pillows i don't know i don't know how you make it that find that big is it like a mansion or is it all like a one level you know or is it just like a big blanket across it i feel like you could do multiple levels Where was it? It It was Portland, right? Portland, Oregon? Yeah, so it was built by a Sean MacArthur, a Victor Runbakken, a Heather Partiz, a Sarah Kirshner, also Murder Boat Productions, uh, (laughs) Rumbo, Kyle Bullock, Alexa Souls, and Rachel Claus. And afterwards, they donated their blankets to homeless charities in, like you said, Portland, Oregon. Um, and this was on December 9th, 2018. Yeah, I, I sent you all a link. And, and you know, I, I do take some offense to this, to this fort because it, it's not really like, you know, when you, when you think of like a pillow fort, I feel like I just think of a bunch of pillows just like stacked up. This is like, you know, they've got like a tarp, I think what I see like metal bars and stuff. It's like this breaks the spirit of a pillow. This isn't really a. This is kind of, but yeah, not really. This just seems like one of those like things you see at like, you know, if you're like driving through middle of nowhere America and there's like random billboard for this attraction, or like a weird museum that has like four reviews on Facebook. This is what I expect to see. Largest pillow fort ever, except it's made out of like metal rods. If that makes sense, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm a little bit. I think we've been misled. Um, uh, I think yeah, they need to uh, revisit their criteria when it comes to pillow fort. We've been duped. We've been bamboozled. This is not a pillow fort. I'm saying it now. I mean, it. it I mean, it does say it's a blanket fort, world's largest blanket fort. 
Okay. But, but I guess it's... The words of the great Stephen A. Smith, we have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, exactly. run amok, led astray, and flat out deceived. I'm trying to just add that in. This four. <laughs> I think Abbas did it justice. I think that's good enough. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Okay, but speaking of, so recently during these pandemic times, IKEA put out a list of how you could make of the six, uh, six or I think it's five. Of the five, no, it's six. Would you look at that? Okay. Of the six different types of pillow forts. So they describe the different types of pillow forts as being house, camping tent, cave, wigwam, castle, and fortress. And uh, I think only fortress and cave or port couch or even port pillow because it seems like none of the other ones are mostly pillow and they're blanket forts. So my question after this is, would you... Is a blanket fort abandoning the pillow fort sort of mantra too much and now it can't be respected? Do blanket forts have respect or is it only for pillow forts? I think if the floor is made of pillows or like there's pillow accommodations to it, yes. But like the blanket fort in Portland, Oregon is not a pillow fort because it just doesn't have any pillows in it. We look through all the pictures and it's just blankets on a wire mesh right? It's just replace the blankets with tarps and it's the same thing, just not a blanket for it anymore. So I think it has to include some sort of pillow accessories or like, you know, um, furniture inside of your, of your fort. But I think the fortress one is the best one because that's sort of my, my jam right there. But that's my take on it. I, I feel like it's kind of like, you know, in cooking shows where it's like they give you like three things that you have to like highlight, but then one of the, you know, idiots decides to highlight an ingredient that isn't one of those three. And the judges are just like, you know, you've made a very nice dish today, but you didn't highlight the three ingredients we gave you. That's how I see this thing. <laughs> it's like, look, it's a pillow fort. If there are only like three pillows on it, then is it really a pillow fort? Or is it like a blanket <laughs> fort or you use the sofa as part of the fort? So I, I don't, I, I think there needs to be like, it needs to be highlighted. You need it to needs to be part pillow or, or yeah. it's not a pillow fort. Pillows need to be the majority of the fort and not like this 66% thing, at least more than 50% of the fort needs to be pillows. And well, what about my, like the example of this fortress picture where it's, you put it on a couch so it's gonna be half couch pretty much is that fine like if you put the pillows on the couch so then the back of the couch is gonna be part of the support i think so i, I think i would say so because it's got like that kind of homemade feel to it you know i agree yeah. it's not just blanket it's this one utilizes the pillows most out of all of the options that we've been given today and all of them are just like, yeah, string a blanket up and make a little little camping tent. But I think, yeah, it's it's a hard balance because I think you got to use the pillows as a support. But obviously not everyone's going to have the availability to use couch pillows as part of their structure. So I think we should also consider that fact 
that not everyone may have the materials necessary in order to complete the proper the pillow fort. And are we are we allowed to say that and exclude those people who are less privileged than Trenton here at his virtual house, who has all the pillows at his disposal, while others may not? Are we are we allowed to say that? Do we have the power to make those distinctions? I don't think so. I think if you're trying to capture the spirit of the pillow fort, put pillows in it. Don't just put a blanket. Don't hang it up on on you know chairs or whatever. Put blank. Put pillows in there. Make it a feature. Make it a part. You know you can make the pillows into the walls as part of the the insulation. You know you need to have a well insulated fortress. But I think if you make it make do and try to capture the spirit of the pillow fort, I think that's what we can ask of people. And I think that's the most important part of all. I agree. I agree. And also like, you know, a, a personal opinion about it. Um, I feel like I know like the IKEA one has like clips and stuff and all like the set <laughs> recipe and stuff. I I feel like it it, it needs to be. It needs but to have be you ever used clips on a on a pillow fort yeah like I'm have just... you never struggled with trying to put a blanket up on some sort of structure that like that's not IKEA a real pillow fort wants, i think ikea just wants to sell some clips that's yeah what it they, seems like. they just seem to be doing it for you know capitalistic reasons i i think it needs to look amateur like when when i was a kid we used to use like these weird like cardboard like little like bricks that we used to like you know we just had like this stack of bricks we would like utilize those a little bit but i'm not gonna like nail a blanket to the wall for like a pillow fort or like get nice cool. wooden clips for it it's like that that just seems a bit too i, I don't think it really too like matches up in a bougie it's too bougie yeah yeah it, it needs to look the pillow fort needs to look like a dump but it needs to be a good dump you know what i mean i appreciate this one this wigwam has little lights around it around the entrance i like that i don't know I don't know how you would include it normally. You'd have to be really close to an outlet, but I think I like that. I think including some sort of really niche lighting is also a must. Not a must, but it's a good good touch, I think. I'm a fan of my ambient lighting. How else are you going to read books in your in your pillow fort? Okay. I what was my other question? I had one more on pillow forts. Oh, I was just going to do... Jacob's brain is full of feathers and he can't think of any questions. I know. Well, I was us. looking at the wrong doc. Uh, well, I did what is the best type of pillow for a pillow fort. I think we already know that pillow forts, it's going to be like couch cushions and stuff are going to be the best for building it. And maybe you want light ones on the top if you don't use a blanket on the top. Because I always think it's a fort. You got to actually make it so if someone hits it with a pillow... You're going to be safe in there. So I wouldn't put blanket as any part of it. I would only use pillows if I have enough pillows, which in this case I do. Same. I agree wholeheartedly with that, Jacob. You hit it right on the nose. That's where you aim for in pillow fighting. <laughs> okay. And then I think if you're going to use blankets and sheets or like sheets, though, what type are you going to use for like what type of blanket would you use on a pillow fort say like above I'd any say, opinions on this i'd say it can't be like too thin and flimsy of a blanket because then it's just gonna like cave in when somebody drops an avocado pillow on top of it you know what i mean um it's, it's maybe something medium thickness you know maybe it uh especially in the winter time if it if it uh, insulates 
And what if you have an electric blanket so it's piping in heat, and then you got a heating system in your <laughs> pillow for it? All right, there That's we go. A whole different conversation. I'm actually, you know, Trenton. I'm actually off the opposite school where I think it should be like a lighter one. Um, I feel like if you put too much weight on the top, you're going to kind of compromise the, you know, the the structural integrity. Structure. Yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe don't put a weight blanket so then it falls down on you and you can't get out. I feel like it depends. It depends. I think when the perfect using like the back of a couch, then maybe a heavier blanket gives a little bit more protection. But I guess it depends. I I'm think like, the perfect blanket would be like light in the middle and then heavy on the edges. But no one makes blankets like that because why would yeah. they? <laughs> Unless you have like one that's like embroidered or something. Like there's like a whole like lavish design. Oh, like sort of like quilts. Because sometimes quilts are sort of more heavy on the outside because that's of how true. they like did it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's true. Okay. So I think now we get to the final question of the show which is, is this a sport? I'm just going to go into every type of pillow fighting and ask, is this a sport? Would you play it? So I'm just going to say, pillow flash mobs. Is it a sport? Would you play it? Justina, you want to go first? It is not a sport, I wouldn't say. Um, but I would play it. It's I would, not I would... a sport, you wouldn't say? No, I would not say it is a sport. It's not a sport. I know words are hard, right? But I would play the game because I, I, I've never been part of a flash mob and I, neither have I been part of a pillow fight flash mob because I think that'd be great. I might get knocked out immediately, but I think the experience of being part of one would be enough that it doesn't have to be a sport. It can be its own thing. Okay, a boss? Yeah, not a sport, but 100%. I, I, would, I would play. I, I would play that 100%. I think it'd be a very good experience. Okay, I agree. I don't think it's a sport just because I don't think there's any competition when it's just meant to surprise people that's a pillow fight. And I don't think there's any way of like getting statistics. So that's sort of part of what I think of when it is a sport. And But yes, I would do it. And I would like to just sort of hide my pillow and then just whack some old lady. And that's oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um. And yeah, I've heard it here. Yeah, I would agree that I would love to be a part of it, but yeah, I don't think it's a sport. Okay, Mizoram pillow fighting. We're gonna go same order. Yeah, let's just go the same order. Yes, it's a sport. Uh, no, I don't think I would play. No, it's it's weird because I don't like getting hit in the face, but I would say I want to play the Japanese one, but I wouldn't want to play Mizoram because. I don't like getting hit in the face, and I don't like getting knocked off of things. So I wouldn't play that because of that fear, but otherwise, yes, it's a sport. Yeah, not a sport for me. Um, and I don't I don't know. Maybe I'd play it, maybe I wouldn't. I feel like it depends. Um, it depends who I'd be playing against. If it's like some, you know, six five dude, I'm not playing. Right? I'm not I'm not I'm not participating. But if it's like somebody like my height. Preferably also Desi, since we all have the same physical limitations, then sure. But like any other situation, no, because I have no chance. So, not a sport. It's a carnival game, and I would not participate, or I would. Depends on the situation. I think it's a sport, but not in its current variation because there's not really any sort of uh, formalized competition in any of 
sort of way. So I think in its current variations, not a sport. I would like it to have higher stakes. So it's like you fall into water or something because that would make it more fun. But yes, I would play it in this current one. I just hope I wouldn't be against like, I don't like, yeah, like a boxer, a professional boxer who just pound me. As long as it seems even, I would try it. Or if it's like, they're probably easy to beat. Like Trenton, Trent, you go. <laughs> I, I see you've uh, you've called me out. You might actually one. stay on better than me, I think. No. If you could like wrap your legs around. But yeah. Um, well, first I'm going to say I think this is a sport. But would I play it? I'm sorry, Jacob, but I don't think you'll see me uh, lining up to, to take you on here. Because as we've established in I think this episode and also many previous episodes I'm a very small very light person and uh this this sport is played with like pillows underneath or like you know foam mattresses so that when you fall you're cushioned from your fall on the ground but I think if you uh took a swing at me I'd go flying and completely miss these these uh pillows on the ground and end up maybe four or five feet away so or no. I would get enough speed so you hit the mattress and then you jump back up and then you back up onto it to go again. <laughs> okay. Makura Nage. I think I still said it wrong. <laughs> Nage? Makura Nage, yeah. Makura Nage. Is it a sport? Just do uh, that. Not the child version. That's not a sport, obviously. But I do think the, like the, the tournament version of it is definitely a sport. They have dodgeball tournaments. They have it's basically dodgeball, but for pillow fighting. So yes, it's a sport, and yes, I would play it because this is incredibly great. I would love to participate. Yeah, it, it's got to be a sport for me. I, I love that there's probably so much strategy that goes into this game, rather than just like you know the other versions where it's like you know just do what you got to do. Uh, I would one hundred percent play this this version. I think it'd be a really good team sport. Wouldn't be as bad on knees the way basketball is. So another win. Um, and yeah, absolutely. Absolutely a sport. Yeah, I would. De- it's definitely a sport. I would definitely play it. I'm not sure if I would enjoy throwing it or being the blanket guy more because I think the blanket guy just be such a unique experience. You'd really want to do that. So I feel like I almost want to actually volunteer to be the blanket person just so I could try it out. But yeah, it's definitely a sport and I would definitely play it. Trent- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it unanimous. I'm going to say it's definitely a sport and it just seems like so much fun. I would definitely play this as well. I don't think I would be a good shield person. I don't think I, uh, I, don't think I have the wingspan to hold a, a blanket that far out and be able to protect a lot of people so i'll be one of the, the small people in the back mm-hmm. i think we should start a makuranage club at depaul or we have a makuranage tournament during the next rock the clock when it's in person <laughs> i will 100 percent make an appearance really <laughs> trash we'll trash the radio no we'll have to like do it in the hallway <laughs> outside of the radio station in, so, in 2018 or was maybe it was 17 um, it, it was like, you know, as, as always, Rock the Clock is always, you know, involved with some nasty winter uh, weather. There's always like a, a monumental storm or something that hits during Rock the Clock. 
So that week there was like blizzard. Um, so at 4 a.m. we went out and played football in the snow for like 10 minutes. I can picture that happening, except <laughs> with <Lincoln. laughs> if if we play it in the hallways, um, in in the basement, then somebody, some poor freshman is just gonna <laughs> open the door with like a their giant bag of laundry, see everybody just throwing pillows at each other and uh decide that that is not the day they're going to do their laundry we'll, we'll get kicked <laughs> out of the basement of u-haul <laughs> we'll never never be allowed back in <laughs> there's no rule against pillow fighting in the basement of u-haul so and, you know they'd have to get us on something and now there will be <laughs> <laughs> now there will be because of us and they'll call someone <laughs> yeah as someone who lived in u-haul that wasn't the craziest thing that happened there so i think it's fine you heard it. You heard it from Jacob. We got that all clear. I think it's fine. Let's do it next year. It's all signed up. It's all ready to well, go. Because then you just buy the laundry room. You could put the pillows in the dryer for a little bit, and then it'll be hot. So when you throw them, got like, I don't know, it'll be hot. Maybe that would make it worse. I don't know. I need I think to we're breaking some, uh, you know, government rules about um, being at your your mansion right now. <laughs> Oh no! You know, yeah, I'm having second thoughts about the slumber party. You know, we've been chatting for a little bit now, but I think I'm with the boss here. I don't think this is quite the best idea right now. Well, yeah, like Bratton keeps pulling his mask underneath his nose. Like, what is he doing? It, <laughs> it's because he's wearing glasses. It gets all fogged up. See, I, I can relate to you guys. It's okay. I don't know where my glasses are because I haven't been using them because I can't see out of them when I <laughs> wear them. Right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna head out. <laughs> I also accidentally went into the bat room, so. I really don't like this. Is Batman in the bat room? That was what I was hoping for, but it was just a bunch of bats. You know what? You're right. If Batman is not in the bat room, then I think it's time for us to go because... Really quick aside, though. Jacob, when you went into the bat room, did you have like a like a life-changing moment or something? Did, did it like motivate you to do <laughs> crazy things? <laughs> uh, I have nightmares now, if that's what counts as life-changing. You're going down the right path. You're going down there the right path. Do you guys want something to plug? Do you want to plug something? Be sure to check out my show, Saturdays from 8.30 to 9, called Poketalker. I go over all things Pokemon-related, casual, competitive, movies, shows. And then we also play a few trivia games, so be sure to check that out on Saturdays. Hope to see you there. I'm old, and my life is boring. <laughs> That's what awaits you. <laughs> <laughs> so live it up. <laughs> Quite a plug. Okay. <laughs> this has been Sports You've Never Heard Of. I'm Jacob Ellis. And I'm Trenton Cito. And on behalf of our wonderful slumber party guests, Justine Aleppa and Abasta Hadwala, thank you for listening. And we will see you next time. Here on Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your Paul Blue